66-yard touchdown. Jamar Jefferson on his way, and that's a touchdown for the Lions. To the end zone, Diggs has it. Touchdown. Caught by Devontae Smith for the touchdown. Darius Slay, Slay on the move to the outside. Walker's in front of him. Slay all by himself down the field. Mahomes, turn of time, escapes. Goes to the end zone, it's Williams there, and he makes the great. Welcome in everyone to the Lucky Shots Podcast. This is the fantasy show, and what a week. Um, you had so many things happen. It's still the NFL of upsets, upsets, crazy things happening. Um, and when we jump into Fantasy Kings, we're going to see one of the biggest things that happened this week so without further ado let's hop right into the fantasy kings from last week uh so at quarterback we had patrick mahomes he had 36.24 fantasy points 406 yards and five touchdowns exactly what you drafted patrick mahomes expecting him to do and finally Finally, he does it this week, um, and the Chiefs look like their old selves. And just right over at running back, another Chief, Daryl Williams, had point, uh, 29.4 fantasy points, 43 rushing yards, 9 receptions for 101 yards, and a touchdown. He has been huge, uh, and I imagine that he's going to probably keep a big part of that starting role for the uh, Chiefs, even when Clyde Clyde Edwards-Hilaire comes back. And then we're going to go down to tight end because this is also a Kansas City Chief. Travis Kelsey had 19.9 fantasy points. He had 10 targets, 8 receptions, 119 yards. So the Kansas City Chiefs, just insane. Uh, even in the best of the rest wide receivers, you got a Kansas City wide receiver down there. So they just littered the top five with players this week, um, and now they're going into a big game next week where if they play the way that they did this week against the Raiders, it's going to look just as good. And then finishing off the Fantasy Kings, we had Debo Samuel. Uh, 30.3 fantasy points. He had five targets, three receptions. No, five targets, five receptions. uh, 97 yards and a touchdown. He also had 36 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground. Huge game for Debo. Uh, You know, in my fantasy matchup, he actually would have won me the week had the guy I was playing not blocked out some of his points by picking up uh, San Francisco's quarterback. Uh, So very heady play right there. Very smart for him. Uh, But Debo, huge game, and just being utilized in so many different ways. It's just a lot of fun to watch and very good to see. Now moving on to the best of the rest quarterbacks. We had at the number two quarterback spot, Dak Prescott. He had 26.34 fantasy points, 296 passing yards, two touchdowns, 
five rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground. And the interesting part is the top two fantasy quarterbacks from this week are facing off next week. Uh, that's going to be a fun game to watch. We previewed it yesterday on the game day show, and if you haven't watched that, you can you know, backtrack and go watch that show. But Dak Prescott looked really good. Patrick Mahomes looked really good. So both these offenses, I think, are just going to clash and make fireworks. They're, it's just going to be fun or a good thing to watch. Uh, at the number three quarterback spot, we had Josh Allen, 20.94 fantasy points. He had 366 yards passing, two touchdowns and an interception. Big, uh, big performance for their bounce back, and he should try to carry it over into next week as well. At the number three spot, or at the number four spot, excuse me, Mac Jones had 19.92 fantasy points, only 198 uh, passing yards, but three touchdowns, and you know, like I have said a few times, he's just being consistent, being uh, how do I want to say it, efficient with the football, he is playing well, being smart, not putting the Patriots in bad positions, and it's paying off, the team's winning, he's playing well, uh, and when he plays well, it complements the run game as well, so uh, good to see Mac Jones getting up here into these top uh, ranks for quarterback. Then at number five, Trevor Simeon. He had 19.92 fantasy points, 298 passing yards, and two touchdowns. New Orleans, hopefully you can continue to get production like that out of Trevor Simeon because, uh, that I mean, you can't ask for much more than that. He's not turning the ball over. He's throwing for almost 300 yards. He's getting you a couple touchdowns. Um you got to kind of build around him, make things work out, uh, because he is performing pretty decent, um, especially for being a backup. For your best running backs, we have Ramondre Stevenson at number two. He had 27.4 fantasy points, 100 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. He also had four catches for 14 yards. At number three, we had A.J. Dillon. 66 rush yards, two touchdowns, two receptions for 62 yards, uh, giving him 26.8 fantasy points. And the thing about A.J. Dillon is he's probably going to start this next week as well, um, so he's going to be somebody to watch, and uh, we'll talk about it a little later, but he could have a good opportunity to have a huge week, another huge week. At number four, we have Christian McCaffrey, 26.1. Uh, he had 95 rushing yards, 10 catches for 66 yards. It's easy to say C-Mac is back. They have Cam Newton now, who is more than likely going to start next week. So, um, yep, get ready to see a lot more of Christian McCaffrey in these top fives. Then at number five, we had Jonathan Taylor, 24.6 fantasy points. He had 116 rushing yards. A touchdown and six catches for 10 yards. That was a weird stat to me. He had six catches, but only 10 yards. Interesting. Moving on to our best wide receivers, we had Stephon Diggs at number two. 
He had 30.2 fantasy points, 13 targets, 8 receptions, 162 yards, and a touchdown. Um, very nice. One of my fantasy teams has Debo Samuel, and it has Stephon Diggs. So I had the top one and the top two uh, wide receivers this week on my one of my fantasy teams. And then if we go down one player, uh, number three is C.D. Lamb. 28.6 fantasy points. He had seven targets, six receptions, 94 yards, two touchdowns, and 12 rushing yards. And then my other fantasy squad has Debo Samuel and C.D. Lamb. Nice thing about that league. Um, wow, I had the number one and number three receiver, but I also lost. So <laughs> I'm three and seven in that league. It's not looking good. Uh, at number four, we had Tyree Kill, 27.5 fantasy points. He had 10 targets, 7 receptions, 83 yards, 2 touchdowns, and 2 rushing yards. Again, Kansas City just putting up all of the fantasy points this week and making Vegas look like chumps. And at number five, Kendrick Bourne. He had 24.1 fantasy points. He was very involved on either facet of football or the offense this uh, week. He had four targets, four receptions, 98 yards, a touchdown, and 43 rushing yards. A lot of these guys had rushing yards this week uh, at that wide receiver position, so interesting to see. Then at the tight end, uh, best of the rest tight ends, we had number two, Hunter Henry. He had four targets, four catches, 37 yards, and two touchdowns for 19.7 fantasy points. Looks like he's becoming, you know, a big part of the Patriots passing game, so he might be somebody to jump on here pretty quick. At number three, Mark Andrews had eight catches, or eight eight targets, six receptions, 66 yards, 63 yards, uh, and a touchdown for 18.3 fantasy points. Then Tyler Conklin, he had five targets, three receptions, 11 yards, and two touchdowns for 16.1 fantasy points. So basically, he just pulled a Mike Evans, caught a couple touchdown passes, and it was a good fantasy week for him. And at number five, George Kittle for the second straight week, getting up into the top five, coming off of an injury. But he had seven targets, five receptions, 50 yards, a touchdown, for 16 fantasy points. All right, so before we hop into, you know, what's this next week going to look like, uh, we do have two teams on a bye. You got the Rams, uh, so that effectively takes out Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, Daryl Henderson Jr., um, Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham Jr. takes all those guys out, so you will have to, you know, find something to uh, replace them with. Hopefully, you have prepared for that beforehand and you got people to put in uh, instead and then the Broncos you got Noah Fant Cortland Sutton Jerry Judy Tim Patrick Devontae Williams Melvin Gordon um, so those those are pieces that are less um, worrisome that you're trying to replace but if you're like me and you have even Javante Williams that's honestly like one of my best running backs because I don't have very good running backs. And Cord um, Cordero Patterson also possibly being hurt for this week. Uh, I'm in a tough spot. So hopefully you can go to your waiver wire or you have prepared for this and you're ready for those guys to be out. All right. So let's move on to 
the quarterback position next week. Uh, we've got it split into top quarterbacks, boomer busts, and wild cards for all these positions. Um, so who are going to be these top quarterbacks? Who can we expect to be um, at the top of the list next week for this position? Well, first you got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's projected 22.2 fantasy points. He's going up against Dallas, uh, who's ranked 12th against the quarterback position. In last week, he had 400 yards, five touchdowns. Um, Dallas, you know, they are susceptible to giving away uh, fantasy points to quarterbacks. 12th, they've really, you know... Um, brought that number down so that's a good thing but Patrick Mahomes if you know he can keep up what he's been doing uh well I guess not what he's been doing what he did last game then it's going to be a good week for him uh but again hedge your bets on uh Kansas City just plug your nose and hope it works uh and then in that same matchup Dak Prescott He's going up against Kansas City, who is actually 31st against quarterbacks. Uh, he's projected 21.9. So I expect a big week from, you know, Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Mari Cooper, Dalton Schultz. Uh, it should be a very, very big week for them. And, you know, Prescott coming off of a top five fantasy quarterback finish. Got to be excited what you may see there. Then you got Tom Brady uh, going up against the Giants, who are 15th against the quarterback position. Projected 21.7 fantasy points. Uh, you know, I, he didn't have a great week last week. Tampa Bay lost. This is another game where it can just be a huge letdown. But I think Brady is going to um, turn it around. He's going to have... A huge bounce back game, especially against the Giants, who you know sometimes are good, sometimes are not. It's you know Tom Brady, and it's the Buccaneers' offense that has a lot of people in it um, that you know you can be confident in starting every single week. So I'm going with Brady there. Then we got Kyler Murray, uh, 14th, going up against 14th. Uh, ranked Seattle against the quarterback. Uh, he's projected 18.9. Still not completely um, cleared for Sunday. And I know that I sat here and I talked about, okay, I think he's going to be back next week uh, or this week, yada, yada. And he didn't play. Um, th there's still a possibility he doesn't play this week. But if he does, I like the matchup against Seattle. Um, I like that Arizona's going to have to bounce back off of a loss. So I think it's going to be a good game for Kyler Murray if he is in. And then for that fifth spot, I think Joe Burrow. Uh, he's going up against Vegas, who is 18th against the quarterback. He's projected 18.6, and he's another one where it's got to be a bounce back week. And he's going against Vegas, who just gave up 400 yards and five touchdowns to Pat Mahomes. So it should be a good week for Burrow. Moving on to uh, the boom or bust candidates. Top one, Lamar Jackson. So, you know, Lamar should have a big week. He's projected 25 points. He's going against Chicago, who's 19th against fantasy quarterbacks. But he's coming off the week against Miami. Wasn't a good week. Uh, the whole team, you know, coming off that loss. 
Chicago is uh, a team that is just starting to really make things competitive. Um, so, you know, is Lamar going to go out there and have a 40-point game because he is just running all over, uh, throwing the ball all over, or is it going to be a game like last week where they just bum-rush him, he can't complete a pass, he can't get uh, any running going, um, so it's going to be either or. I don't think there's going to be a middle spot for Lamar this week. Then we have Tua Tugavailoa. Uh, he's going against the Jets, who are ranked 24th against the quarterback position. He's projected 20.3, and you know I am confident in Tua this week. I think he could do very well. Um, I've been sitting here thinking maybe I'm going to start go get Tua and start him over Justin Herbert even. The matchup is good. He's been playing decent. Uh, and he's been scoring fantasy points. Do you know, he's projected 20.3. He And it's against the Jets. The Jets just aren't very good against quarterbacks. So <clears throat> he's either going to go out and have you a top five week or he's not going to crack the top 10, 15. Then we have Jalen Hurts. Uh, 19.7 is what he's projected. He's going against New Orleans, who's 11th against quarterbacks. We saw him last week have a really good week. Um, you know, I don't believe he was in the top five at all, but it was, yeah, it was still a good week. Um, he went out there, put out 30 points on the Broncos, so. But he's going against New Orleans. New Orleans, you know, they. Again, they're a team that sometimes gets the job done, sometimes doesn't, but, you know, hurts his abilities against a team like New Orleans. You know, you kind of trust their defense because they've won games that they shouldn't and been in pretty close games that they shouldn't. So New Orleans is kind of tough to gauge, but Jalen Hurts is projected 19.7. He had a good week against the Broncos, probably building off uh, that momentum. So he's either going to be a boom or a bust this week. And then a guy who's really a boom or bust every week is Ryan Tannehill. Um, the reason I put him in boom or bust instead of maybe top quarterbacks is because he's going against Houston, who's 23rd against the uh, quarterback, but they're just not a good team overall. Uh, Fitzpatrick, or Tannehill is uh, projected 18.9, and the reason he's in this category is because are they going to be throwing the ball a lot, or are they going to get up early, start running the ball, Tannehill is going to become less of a factor and bust, or you know, is he going to have some big-time throws, they're going to be throwing you know, quite a bit, and he gets quite a few points. I'm not sure which way uh, that one's going to go. And then at the rounding out the boomer bust, we have Cam Newton. Uh, you know, he had two touchdowns last week, wasn't even the starting quarterback, threw the ball like four times, ran it a couple times, but uh, projected to be the starter this week. He's projected 17.4 fantasy points, but he's going against Washington, who's 32nd against the quarterback. Now, I know we just saw Washington last week go out and take down Tom Brady, but they don't have Chase Young. They're you know, regardless of what happened last week, they're still last against fantasy quarterbacks, and Cam poses different threats 
than Brady did. And with no Chase Young, they're not going to be able to get as much pressure on Cam uh, to make things happen. And then we will go to the wild card spot. Uh, we've got Justin Herbert going up against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is eighth against quarterbacks, and Herbert's projected 19.2. So one, it's a wild card because Pittsburgh got a pretty good defense. Could just stop them on their own. Justin Herbert is a wild card in his own right because you never know how a game's going to go. And most of the time, it hasn't really been a bust week. It's been right down the middle, but it's... It's just not what you expect, what you need from Justin Herbert um, because he's got the chance to boom. He's been the top quarterback a couple weeks before, uh, but he's also sat at the bottom of the heap because he's not producing. He's getting one touchdown but canceling it out with an interception, getting only a couple, maybe a 190 yards. You know, it's been very infuriating. I have him across every single league. So it's been a tough ride uh, this season, but against Pittsburgh, there's a chance. You just never know what to expect with Herbert. You got Derek Carr. He's going up against uh, the Bengals. They're 16th against quarterbacks. Uh, He's projected 18.3. You know, the Bengals aren't great against quarterbacks, but Derek Carr has also been an up-and-down quarterback. Uh, He just had a real bad week against Kansas City. Uh, He's had a couple of those, but he's also had weeks where he's very, very good. Um, And then you just saw with Cincinnati a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, they just let, who was it, Cleveland run all over them. So it's going to be tough, uh, but Derek Carr does have a good chance to go out against Cincinnati and put up some points in a game that could be a shootout. Who knows? Then you got Kirk Cousins, who is just the ultimate wild card. Um, He's going up against Green Bay, who is 7th against quarterbacks. He's projected 16.4. And regardless of how this game goes, there's just going to be a lot of garbage time, I'm imagining, for Kirk Cousins to go out and get points. But it could also, you know, there's that great possibility it could be close and Cousins doesn't score as much. Um, And Green Bay's got a stiff defense, and they don't really allow teams to do a whole lot. Um, And with the addition of Aaron Rodgers coming back, you know, they also control the ball offensively. So uh, we don't know what we're going to see from Kirk Cousins, but it could be a lot of garbage time. Then you got Mac Jones going against Atlanta, who's 30th against quarterbacks. He's projected 16.1. Obviously, we saw a top five performance from him last week, but we only saw about 200 yards passing. Um, But it's all been consistent. So is it going to be a good fantasy week, or is it just going to be a good football week for Mac Jones going against Atlanta? um, This is a game I expect them to win, but I think it's going to be a lot of ground game and not a lot of Mac Jones making things happen. And then uh, to round it out, we have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo going up against Jacksonville. He's ranked, or who's ranked 17th against the quarterback. He's projected 15.8 fantasy points. Uh, He Jacksonville, you know, that's a great matchup. 
Garoppolo just had a decent enough week um, last week against the Rams. So this is a game where they should get out early, they should get out often, and it should be fun to watch. Um, But is Garoppolo going to be the guy who's going out and putting up 25, maybe 30 points? There's a possibility because it's Jacksonville, but I don't see that happening. Then we'll move on to the top running backs. Uh, You know, said it at the top of the show, Christian McCaffrey's back, um, and he's just going to continue to be a top running back. Going against Washington, who is 12th against uh, that position, he's projected 23.8, so obviously, you know, we've seen it two weeks from him now. The first week, 50 yards through the air, 50 yards on the ground, looked good. This past week, 10 catches and almost 100 yards rushing. Um, so he's just back to his old ways, and you know he's gonna he's gonna start winning people fantasy championships. And if they've been down and out because he's been down and out, they're gonna make a huge comeback uh, these next few weeks. Then we have Najee Harris. He's going up against the Chargers. Um, he's re- who is ranked 22nd against the running back position. Uh, he's projected 21 points. You know, we just saw Daryl Williams, who in all reality is a backup running back, go off for the top running back spot last week. Um, but that wasn't against the Chargers. Don't know what I'm talking about. Uh we saw Dalvin Cook go out. There we go. And pick up a couple, uh, or pick up a touchdown and go out and have a decent game. Najee Harris has just become the center point of this offense. And I don't see that changing against the Chargers, who aren't very good against running backs as is. So I think it's going to be a huge week for Najee. Then we've got Alvin Kamara. He's going against Philly, who is ranked 26th against the running back position he's projected 19 points um there is a good chance that he may not even be in this week but i highly doubt it i think it was COVID that kept him out um so and camara should just be uh he should have a huge week you know ingram last week had a great week uh they're going up against philly philly gave up you know a decent amount to the running back position against denver last week and they just do overall. So I think it's going to be a good week for Kamara. And if not, you know, maybe Ingram plugs back in and has a good week. Then we got James Conner. He's going against Seattle, who's ranked 31st against running backs. He's projected 17.6. You know, he may not have popped up in the top five last week, but he still had a touchdown. Still went out, you know, put up some points for you. It wasn't, you know, a huge game. But it was also just a weird game for Arizona where they lost. Um, but James Conner, I think you're going to be okay with uh, putting him up against Seattle's defense. That is just not good against running backs. Uh, so should be a good week for James Conner. And then we got Nick Chubb. Obviously, he's going to be a top running back. I mean, it was COVID that kept him out. No more COVID. He's going to have... Uh, Detroit coming back. They're 27th against the running backs. He's projected 17 and a half. And if we look at his last game, it was a top five fantasy finish. Um, 
and going up against Detroit, who's just not good, I think. Nick Chubb has a huge possibility of being that top running back this coming week. Then for our boomer bust candidates, we have Austin Eckler going up against Pittsburgh, who is ranked fifth. Uh, he's projected 18.8. You know, Eckler's coming off of a bad week. Going into a week against a team that is pretty good against running backs, but it's still Austin Eckler. And, you know, bad week or not, he's coming into this week against a good opponent. Projected 18.8 fantasy points. I still think that you can believe in Austin Eckler, but there is that chance going up against a good team off of a bad week. Eckler could end up being a bust this week, but they could also have to use him quite a bit. He could be a boom. That could be a good thing for you. Then we've got DeAndre Swift going against Cleveland, who is 11th against the running back. He's projected 18.3. I'm pretty confident in Swift myself, but... The fact that he's going up against Cleveland, who, you know, can have a really good run defense, and they know that he's a main focal point, they could focus on him, and that could make him a bust. But if he gets the volume he did last week and can produce with it um, and get in the end zone, he's going to have a boom week. So there, I like DeAndre Swift this week, but again, if Cleveland, with their pretty good defense, goes out, and decides, you know, we're going to make it a focus to stop him, then he could bust. Then we have A.J. Dillon. Uh, he's going up against my Minnesota, uh, who's ranked 18th. He's projected 17 points, and he's just a boomer bust because last week we saw him boom. And, you know, it was great. He had a couple touchdowns. He's going up against Minnesota, who's not very good. But how much of the game plan is going to involve him? Are they going to pound the ground uh, and run A.J. Dillon all day? Or are they going to, you know, be in a close game because it is Minnesota and he gets kind of phased out and they're throwing the ball more? I think they're going to use him plenty. So I think he's going to boom. But, you know, if this game goes a different direction, it says very well he could only get, you know, five, six points. Then moving on, we have Miles Gaskin. He's going up against the Jets, who are ranked 32nd against running backs. <clears throat> he's projected 16 points. And, you know, Gaskin, he's been another one that's been either boom or bust. It's been mostly bust. Uh, but going up against the Jets, who are dead last against running backs, he's got a good projection. And we've seen, you know, at least a few weeks where he can have that top quarterback or top running back performance um so you know he's he's either gonna have a huge week or you know he's not gonna have much of anything i don't see an in-between for miles gaskin either and then we have michael carter he's going up against miami who's 13th against the running back position he's projected 15.3 he's kind of like gaskin you know he's but he's been more of a steady rise into a good role for the Jets. Um, and, you know, he's become a key contributor, on, honestly, to this offense. Um, they're not all that great of an offense, but, you know, him, Elijah Moore. It's It's been, you know, a lot of uh, young guys stepping up and making plays. So I think Michael Carter, you know, he's got a chance to have a big week. Um, 
But if not, you know, it could just, the game plan could just go in a different direction. Then moving on to our wild card picks, um, all good running backs. It's just their matchup is weird and going to be tough for them to overcome, I think. Uh, we'll start out with Dalvin Cook. He's going up against Green Bay, who is ninth against running backs. He is projected 18.3. He did have a touchdown, I believe, last week. Um, it's just going to be, you know, a, the question of what is the game plan going to be, kind of like with A.J. Dillon in the same game. How is the game going to go, and how involved is Dalvin Cook going to be? Uh, you know, because there's sometimes he gets kind of involved in the pass game, but most of the time not. Um, so how much is he going to get to run the ball? How much is he going to touch the ball? If Green Bay gets a lead, uh, you know, but it could be a good week for him as well if, you know, he goes and gets into the end zone or breaks off a big run, which he is also capable of doing. Then we've got Jonathan Taylor uh, going up against Buffalo, who has the first-ranked defense against fantasy running backs. Uh, he's projected 17.5, and he's had you know plenty of weeks now in a row where he's got a lot of yards, he's got touchdowns, he's one of the top backs in the league, uh, but going against Buffalo is going to be a very tough test. Buffalo doesn't give up a lot on the ground, so what is his role going to be you know we know that either way he's going to be running quite a bit but how much of the passing game is he going to be involved in is he going to get touchdowns is he going to break off a big run stuff like that just don't know against buffalo's defense then you have zeke elliott going up against kansas city uh they're 21st against the running back position he's projected 17 points but again, Zeke is a guy who either has a good game or doesn't. Um, but the past few weeks, you know, with you know, uh, you know, subtract the games he's done very well, they've all been kind of middle of the pack games. Uh, so what what can we expect from him this week? You know, against Kansas City, it should be decent. Uh, we didn't see a whole lot from the running back position last week for the Raiders. But Zeke is a much better running back, I think, than Jacobs or Kenyon Drake. He's in an offense where he can be heavily involved. Um, you know, he could catch passes out of the backfield. He could, at some point, have, you know, a big run. Could get in the end zone. So it's it's a week where you just don't know, again, how that game plan is going to go. Uh, so Zeke could be a wild card this week. Then you have James Robinson against San Francisco. San Francisco, they're ranked 16th against the run. Uh, he is projected 16.2, and obviously he's the best player on their team. Uh, so you would expect him to have a good week, but what can San Francisco do against them? Uh, Daryl Henderson last week against uh, the 49ers didn't have really all that big of a week, but L.A. was also having to throw the ball a lot. So if the Jaguars, who presumably will be in the same position, get in that position, how is James Robinson going to be used? And then Joe Mixon against the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders are 24th against running backs. He's projected 15.8. And honestly, I would expect a huge week out of Joe Mixon. We just saw Darrell Williams go off for the top running back spot against this uh, Raiders team. And I expect Joe Mixon to do that. Joe Mixon, honestly, is a better running back than Darrell Williams. But Joe Mixon sometimes does or does not get involved.
So it just depends on what the offense is going to do again. Uh, but I think Mixon, you know, he's in this wild card spot, but he could easily be over in that top running back spot. Um, so I guess we'll just have to see there. Moving on to the wide receivers, uh, our top wide receivers are going to start out with Tyree Kill going up against Dallas, who's 20th against uh, fantasy wide receivers. Tyreek's projected 20.9. He was just up into the top five um, for receivers last week. A couple weeks back, he had like 18 targets. This offense is starting to look good. So we just kind of have to say <clears throat> we're going to trust in this offense. We saw it last week. Let's hopefully see it again. The week after a big week, hopefully they can put something else together. And up against Dallas, you know who is middle of the pack when it comes to being against fantasy uh, players. I think Tyreek Hill, again, could be one of those top guys. Uh, I have Joe Burrow up in the top quarterbacks, so coincidentally I'm going to have to have Jamar Chase in the top wide receivers. Uh He's going up against Vegas, who's actually sixth against wide receivers. Uh, he's projected 18.2, but it's no secret he is the top target in that offense. He's going to get, you know, seven, eight, at least seven or eight targets. He's going to more than likely catch a touchdown, and it, there could be those big plays. Um, and I expect there to be, you know, we just saw last week Vegas get tore up uh, by Tyreek Hill by even McCole Hardman, who had quite a decent game, or uh, Travis Kelsey. So I just think this is a good week for Jamar Chase to go out and get some points. Then we've got Debo. Uh, you can't bet, bet against Debo, uh, especially when he's going up against Jacksonville, who's 25th against the receiver position. He's projected 18 points. And, you know, if he continues to get involved the way he did last week and they just continue to use him for so many different things, uh, Debo could solidify his spot in the top five for the rest of the year. Then we got uh, Justin Jefferson going up against Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay is fifth against wide receivers. Jefferson's projected 17.1, but I think regardless of how this game's going to go, uh, Justin Jefferson is just, as a player even, one of the best wide receivers in the league. So regardless of how this game's going, he's going to get a lot of targets, especially if they're down, he's going to get more targets. Um, and they're pretty good at moving him around, getting him into spots where he can get open. And coming off of a big 100-yard game, I think he continues that this week, even though Green Bay is pretty good against wide receivers. Then rounding out the top of the wide receiver core, I think C.D. Lamb against the Chiefs is also going to have a good game. Uh, Kansas City is ninth against wide receivers. He is projected 16.3, but again, he's coming off of a two-touchdown game. He's really solidifying himself as the top receiver for that team. Even though Kansas City's pretty good against receivers, we've seen weeks where they are very bad at covering wide receivers. And C.D. Lamb, you know, kind of like Justin Jefferson, is very quick, very agile, um, and can get open really well and is targeted pretty heavily. Um, so there's honestly no reason to think after a two-touchdown game he's going to come out, not get those same targets, <clears throat> not get the chances at touchdowns, um, and have a big week. Boomer bust for wide receivers. <clears throat> Devontae Adams I'm putting up here. Uh, 
you know, Minnesota is only 27th against receivers, so that's a good matchup. He's projected 21.3. But again, if Green Bay gets up early and they're not having to throw the football and they're just running out the clock, we've seen it from Adams a lot this year, actually, is he doesn't get a lot because they don't need to give him a lot. They get up, maybe he gets a touchdown, maybe he gets a few catches, but we haven't really seen that boom week from him. But he is a boom player because, you know, say this game is close, he could go out and have 13, 14 targets, catch a couple touchdowns, and have a huge week for you. But I just don't know how this game's going to go, and we've seen Adams, you know, have less of an impressive game than we would want <clears throat> too many times this year. Then we have A.J. Brown going up against Houston, another good matchup, as Houston's 22nd against wide receivers, and he's projected 16.5 points. But just last week, he only had one catch, hardly any yards. A few weeks before that, he was a boom player. So how how do we gauge what A.J. Brown's going to do? You know, he started out the season not so hot. Had a few weeks where he was booming every week. Last week, didn't really have a whole lot. Going up against Houston, I would expect him to have a big game, but again, they could get up early. Um, the ball could not go his way, and then all of a sudden you find him phased out of the game, and they're running the clock out, winning that game, and he doesn't get a lot. Then we have Keenan Allen going up against Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh's 17th against the wide receiver position. Allen is projected 15.9, but as I kind of talked about with Herbert, Pittsburgh's defense is pretty decent, but this offense also, it's just hard to gauge what they are because some games, Herbert can go out and throw for 300, 400 yards. Keenan Allen has really been coming on as of late, getting a lot of targets, but again, Herbert, if he just throws one touchdown, the probability of it going to Keenan Allen isn't as high as every other person on that offense. So Keenan, you know, could go out and have another big week of 13 uh, targets, but is there going to be a touchdown in there? How many yards is that going to be? Um, So it's just kind of tough to gauge whether or not he's going to be really good or just, you know, mediocre, not very good at all this week. Then we've got Hollywood Brown. Not calling him Marquise anymore. I don't care what happened last week. Hollywood Brown going up against Chicago. Uh, he's <clears throat> or Chicago is 28th against wide receivers, and he's projected 15 and a half. Had last week not been a loss for the Ravens against Min- or Miami. Easily Hollywood would be up into that top receiving core, in my opinion. But because of last week, it was just tough to figure out this week how they're going to look um you know it's something that made the game hard to choose for the ravens this week because they are on such a letdown what's going to happen i think that they bounce back and i think hollywood has you know his big game i think uh lamar possibly has his big game but they're both in the boomer bust category because they're either both going to connect for a few receptions a touchdown maybe a big play or they're going to have some sort of dud week like they did last week. And then we've got Terry McLaurin going up against Carolina, who is third against receivers. He's projected 14.3. Again, there's a chance Logan Thomas comes back. 
Uh, the Carolina is pretty good at defending against the pass, so that's going to be tough as well. I expect Terry to be a boom because he's overly targeted in this offense, which he should be. He's their best receiving option, but last week even didn't have you know the kind of week that you would expect or uh, want from Terry McLaurin. Then in the wild cards, we have DK Metcalf going up against Arizona, who is eighth against wide receivers, uh, projected 15.7. Who knows what's going to happen? Because last week you would expect with Russell Wilson back, this offense finally gets back on track. The offense only had like 200 yards, so who knows? And Arizona honestly is a better defense than Green Bay. So if Seattle doesn't get it figured out, DK Metcalf could just be non-existent. Then you have Brandon Cooks, who just is a wild card every week. Tennessee is actually 32nd against wide receivers, uh, and Cooks is projected 15.6. You know, Houston's not a good team, but Brandon Cooks is the only bright spot, especially in fantasy. Um, so I expect there to be a lot of targets his way. I expect probably a lot of garbage time to go his way. And I think, you know, he could be up in the top, but also he could just get shut down. The entire Houston team could just not move the ball, and what do you get out of that? You don't get a lot. Mike Evans going up against the Giants, uh, who are 16th against wide receivers. Uh, He's projected 15.4, and what more do I need to say with Mike Evans? Who knows what the hell is going to happen? We talk about these receivers every week. Which one is it going to be? Which one's it not going to be? Evans can either catch two passes for, you know, two touchdowns, or you can catch six balls, no touchdowns, maybe, you know, 80 yards. Either way, that can just leave him right in the middle of the pack, Um, you know, and if they have AB back this week, which who knows if they will, I don't think they will, but you never know, then that just adds one more obstacle for Mike Evans, and then you're just throwing up a triple-sided coin and seeing which head it falls on. Then you got Jalen Waddle going against the Jets. Uh, he's the Jets are projected or are 18th against wide receivers, and Jalen Waddle is projected 15.1. Waddle's really becoming a huge target for Tua or any quarterback for uh, Miami. He's been getting targeted quite a bit and could have a big game. But is there going to be a touchdown? Is there going to be more than five receptions? Is it going to maybe be a 100-yard game? Or is it just going to be all right down the middle and he gets maybe 10 to 15 points? That's the question. Going against the Jets, you would expect there to be more points for him, but you never know. Then you have DJ Moore going up against Washington, who is 31st against wide receivers. Um, He's projected 14.4. He's a wild card because what is this offense going to look like with Cam Newton? What's it going to look like against a Washington defense that just, you know, shut down Tampa Bay? I mean, it's hard to gauge. DJ Moore is the better of the wide receivers on that team, but how much is he going to get with Christian McCaffrey now having 10 receptions last week? I mean, it's you hope that DJ Moore gets back on the board and starts, you know, becoming a part of this offense. But again, what's going to happen with Cam Newton? We don't know. And then finishing up with your top tight ends, we've got Travis Kelsey, obviously, going up against Dallas, He's who is ranked 19th against the tight end position. He's projected 17.3. We're just going to whip through these because, obviously, these are the top guys, and it's what 
we started out with uh, tight end wise for the top guys this last week or this past season. Darren Waller against Cincinnati, who is tenth against wide receiver or tight ends. Uh, he's Ray or he's projected fourteen point seven, and then George Kittle, who's had a big last two weeks, going up against Jacksonville, who is twenty second. Um, he's projected fourteen point one. Uh, you know, all of those guys I expect, especially with their matchups, the way that they're being targeted, they're going to be the top three guys this next week. And, you know, maybe there's some guys in the boomer bust category that overtake one of them in that top five, but I don't see that happening because you got Mark Andrews in the boomer bust, who's against Chicago ranked third against the tight end position. And he's only projected 13.9. I mean, He's just in the same category with the rest of the Ravens. What the hell are they going to do after losing to Miami? It's yet to be seen. Kyle Pitts going up against New England, uh, who is ranked second against the tight end position. He's projected 12.6. You know, Pitts has become the number one target, but... There's no Calvin Ridley. There's really no one to take any attention off of him. So now defenses are just throwing all they got at him, and Matt Ryan's having to find other places, other options. So especially with New England being really good against the tight end position, all that extra help towards him could make it a very tough week. But if he can get open, get eight catches, get a touchdown, which he's done before, get 100 yards, then this could be a huge week for him, and he is going to have to make something happen because the Falcons are really hurting for anyone to be a playmaker right now. Then you got Mike Gesicki going up against the Jets, who are 21st against tight ends. He's projected 12. He's in the boomer bust because literally last week he had a decent amount of targets but no catches, nothing, and a win against Baltimore. He had zero points. But he's also had weeks inside the top five. So against the Jets, you would expect him to be up in that top five. But he could also throw up a goose, which not a lot of tight ends so far this year have done. Uh, Then you got Dallas Goddard going against uh, New Orleans, who is ninth against tight ends. He's projected 11. I think his projection actually went up. I was looking because I've got him in two different leagues. And his projection went up from yesterday so I'm not honestly sure what his projection actually is and I'm not sure why it went up Um, but he's always one that can either get you a solid 15 points at that tight end position or last week he can get you you know five points so boom or bust he is almost the definition of it so far uh, at that tight end position then you got TJ Hawkinsox He's going up against Cleveland, who is 14th against the tight end position. He is uh, projected 10.7. He's also been a guy who, you know, he's one of the best playmakers on the offense, but every once in a while he just doesn't show up. So is this going to be a week where he does show up or he doesn't? I would expect him to against a Cleveland defense that is going to shut down everything else. Um But he is a little bit like Kyle Pitts. They could just start throwing the kitchen sink at him and he doesn't see anything. Moving on to the wild cards for your tight end position. You have Pat Fryermuth going up against the Chargers, who's 29th against tight ends. Uh, He's projected 10.7. Who knows? 
who knows what the Muth is going to do. He had like three really big weeks, and then last week was nothing. I mean, yes, they had Kyle Rudolph, or Mason Rudolph, whatever the hell that quarterback's name is. But if Ben's back, possibly he gets back on track. Um, But he also fumbled last week, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him this this week. Then we got Dan Arnold going up against San Francisco, who is eighth against the tight end position. He is projected 10.3, and since going to Jacksonville, he's become pretty much the top target. Um, He is a hot waiver wire pickup because he just gets a lot of targets, gets those catches, and puts together about a 10-point performance every game. But if he can get a touchdown, he can go from just middle of the pack to being one of these top guys. The wild card portion of it is, is he going to do that? And then you got Dalton Schultz going up against Kansas City, who's 26th against the tight end position. He's uh, projected 9.5, but Schultz again, you know, you would have expected last week where the Dallas offense scored 43 points for him to be more involved, and he wasn't. He had, I think, two or three catches. And he's been a model of consistency for most of the season, and then last week didn't do a whole lot. So he's a wild card. Is he going to be back into that six to seven uh, targets slash catches this week or is he going to you know be phased out not really catch a whole lot this week and then you got tyler conklin going up against 18th ranked green bay he's projected 9.4 he's a wild card because i mean he honestly should be in the boomer bust category because he's either going to catch two touchdowns or he's not and that's going to be the points that you get out of him um he could possibly see more targets because of how reliable he was last week and going up against Green Bay, who, you know, is going to probably have a lot of things shut down. He could be an easy check down all, all game and end up being a pretty good fantasy option. And then at number five, rounding out this wild card, you have Hunter Henry, who is uh, going up against Atlanta, 15th against the tight end position. He's projected 7.7, but again, last week he caught two touchdown passes and he's been you know really finding a groove um kind of like he did with the chargers last year at this same time kind of finding a groove and you know the quarterbacks are figuring out hey this guy's actually a pretty good target let's get him the ball uh you know he's projected not very high but i could see him you know because of the way the patriots play football mac jones isn't going to throw for a lot of yards and they're going to run their way all the way down into the red zone and then that could be Hunter Henry time. But it also could not. So uh, tough to gauge there, but I think Hunter Henry, you know, he's got as good of a chance as anybody else to go out and actually do something this week. All right, so that's going to do it for the Fantasy Show. want to thank you all for joining. Uh, don't forget to tune in tomorrow. We will have Dylan Corbett on the show. Uh, he's going to go over all the betting analysis with us, and, you know, we're going to both throw uh, – some picks at each other, see what sticks, what we like, uh, maybe catch some DFS. And then of course you got to catch our prop bets, uh, which of course you can find those polls on Twitter as well after the show releases. So don't forget to tune in for that. Thanks for joining, uh, today and good luck this week. Hopefully, you know, if you're on the bubble of that playoffs, you can start making a run this week. I know I need to do that in one league. So good luck. Have a good week. And we'll see you tomorrow.